Hey, Chantelle Bancroft here from ChantelleBancroft.com, the fashion label, and from this podcast that by now, if you've listened to parts one and two, you are fully aware that I am launching a podcast on the 28th of March (laughs) at 8am, a podcast that has absolutely no title. It can be searched for though. You can search for it <laughs> by by looking uh by typing in an untitled podcast from Chantal Bancroft, but it officially has no title. And um in this episode, in this uh part three of this pre-pod launch mini-series where I am bringing you in um to my studio to hear um what goes on behind closed doors when um, (laughs) a podcast is trying to be launched. Um, In this episode, I I get very um, emotional. Um, Usually I'm quite bright and bubbly when I do these intros. But knowing what's about to come, uh, I, I don't feel like being light and bubbly this time round. The in in ep in in on the twenty eighth of March there's there's three episodes that are being dropped and um the third episode I talk about um having to deal with uh, moments of PTSD and um feeling um trapped by someone else's sense of disorganization and how that's affected me through the years. And I would say that in uh, this part three, what you're about to hear, um, this was a moment where I did not feel um, I was in control of the outcome and I felt disorganized. And I really had to, um, (sighs) I really, I'm really, I'm really triggered by something that happens and it, it brings to the surface my questioning my questioning gosh who i am what what makes me happy what doesn't make me happy and where i where i need to put the greater good it is it is a very intimate account and that it's normally things that i would be feeling but not be sharing um, but I am sharing it as a way to help you understand what's coming next. What what to give you a really good account of how this how I'm shaping this podcast, what you can expect at the end of the at the end of March. The whole point of the podcast is to talk about things that are uncomfortable in an effort to help people feel seen, feel acknowledged feel like they're not alone, to help them in their journey of rewiring some internal um, narratives. And in this episode, um, nothing is more truer. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's the day when I have to let everybody know that the podcast is um, coming and I'm not very good at asking for help, as you will hear. Uh, but 
something unexpected came out of um, this um, this period of anxiety. Something very unexpected. So keep listening until the end of the episode. There is going to be a little moment of silence, but um, keep listening until the end because um, things happened that surprised me. And I tried to find a way to include it in this episode. <laughs> um, but all I can say is keep listening till the end. All right, let's jump into part three. Wednesday 16th of February it's 4.18 and um, I've done something I've done something that has um, that has sent a wave of anxiety and how would I describe how I'm feeling tense um a little bit flushed but without the rosy cheeks and the heat um how else would i des- how else would i describe how i'm feeling energy is like like butterflies but not of the the nice kind um uncomfortable i'd say i feel uncomfortable all of those feelings as a result of my just um, sending a message to various WhatsApp groups and um, various WhatsApp groups um, and friends uh, on WhatsApp. I sent them, I just, I just finished sending my last message. And it was it was just asking if I could um, if if uh, people would mind um, helping me get some ears on the podcast trailer and um, uh, if they could do that by forwarding the message to their own friends and their own groups and feeling free to post a link to the trailer um, on social media and I've 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 just I'm feeling really uncomfortable and I, I was I was uh there was a couple of people I wasn't going to ask for help and I just said to myself <laughs> I just said to myself oh you know what those who want to share will it's not for me to um what's the word it's like I lose all my vocabulary when I turn on when I when I start recording it's not for me to decide who will and who won't just give it to people and ask for some support and 
the reason why I'm feeling all these different weird feelings is because I just I'm I'm a very very um a very secure introvert and I think I'm using the wrong word when I say secure but what I mean is I I am I am like tip box I am the most most type of introvert <laughs> I know what I'm trying to say but I can't find the words I'm just like if you're trying to figure out what introvert is talk to me and I am a good example. I'm like a perfect example of an introvert because it just like that whole process was so like nerve wracking. And I gave myself a week to do it because I needed time to kind of like be comfortable to ask for help. The thing is, right, is that I, I know I don't I, I just I, I there is lots of things that I do for to promote the the brand on on online right on the internet there's loads that there's loads of things I do and I'm currently doing and planning to do in the future on the internet but I do not share that with the people um I have made friends with over the years I I think a part of that if I'm being really honest is a mixture of not wanting to feel disappointment and just not being comfortable with what comes after you've shared it. And this is, this is, this is, I would say has been um, the most, um, not the most, but it's definitely been one of the tasks that I knew I had to do um, that has, but that has kind of filled me with the most anxiety. Where in the first episode of, uh, the podcast, the first first episode of the podcast, I talk about this in the podcast. Um, I refer to the fact that I may not share this with people, but I, what I what I want to do is to kind of what I want to do is work through that feeling and share it, <laughs> share it with people I know. And I even at one point. I kind of welcome, I start the podcast by, by welcoming uh, said listener by saying, hey, I don't know how you found this. Maybe you found this because one of my friends has um, uh, forwarded this message to you. And I, I, I give it a good five minutes talking about the fact that I just don't generally share things. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's just, it's so, it's, I just, I just don't want that limelight a perfect world for me is if I had someone else to do this if I had someone else that I could just forward this information to and I could just say hey can you scatter this about can you pre-schedule this can this drop you know that I would feel more comfortable someone else doing it than me and I, I feel like I'm triggered because part of this is my people pleasing. I, I feel in some way this is connected to that, but I can't quite make the connection between the two. But I feel like it comes from the same place because it makes me feel just as un uncomfortable. Um, and the thing is, when people, if I haven't, and you know what, another thing is, if I haven't spoken to people for a long time, I do feel funny and weird about reaching out and asking for help. That is just part, that's just me uh call it um call it being overly being an overly polite 
Bayesian woman, but if I haven't spoken to you for a while, I will find it really hard pressed to ask you for help. It feels cheeky in my mind. That being said, if I haven't spoken to someone for a really long time and they reached out to me and asked me to share something of theirs, I would feel absolutely no way. First of all, I'd just say, oh, how you doing? But I would feel, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable to share that out. I really wouldn't because I know life gets in the way, things happen. Um, you're preoccupied with things or like your situation changes, you change. You're going through trauma. You don't really feel like talking to people like you normally do. Um, you might just be focusing and concentrating on your family or I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel no way. I really don't, I, I really don't feel, I don't feel no way. If I ended on an argument with someone and that person reached out and said to me, yo, could you do this solid for me? I'd, I'd, I'd feel, my, I'd feel some kind of way. And rather than just like, um, rather than rather than talk about it with them, I would just decide that they don't need my help. I'd be quiet about it. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't forward their information to anybody. But yeah, I, I've and I've always I've always been like that. I just I don't like this. I don't like the spotlight. However, right, and I felt, I feel like this is a big. This is actually one of my biggest, this is one of my biggest problems. And it's not just with the podcast. I just think the podcast has brought me to a point where I've had to just kind of um, really look at it. And um, to be fair, several weeks ago, I had a situation where I was lying in bed. I, was ha I had a conversation with someone that really kind of opened my eyes up to where I am. Like, really open my eyes up to how, um, to the realness of, 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 of how I'm perceived or seen. Um, and it, I, and from that conversation, I had to do a lot more. I had to do a little bit of like, I want to say, I don't want to say soul searching because I feel like the whole of 2021 has been a year where I have been um, forced to reflect because I just literally haven't been able to physically do anything else but be in my home. But I would say it really woke me up to the fact that I am here and I have, I am doing, I am doing shit. <laughs> I am doing shit and I am here and I'm out here hustling. And the things that I have going on are valid and important and are about me and I think because um uh I think because I don't always feel like I have this I, like, I really don't feel like I've I'm at this I've reached the same level as my peers I always feel like I'm about 12,000 steps behind everybody else and everyone's always telling me about some new thing that they're doing and um or some new life change going on with them and i always feel like i'm behind and i don't have anything to contribute and i, I really i don't i don't the only thing i'm the only thing that i have to contribute is um how bad my back is getting how much pain i'm in the things i can't do anymore and 
I'm working, I'm tirelessly, slowly, slowly working on like trying to get this brand going, you know, and it doesn't feel like it's something to contribute to a conversation, you know, but then I look at people in the media because I do this a lot. I look at people on, not necessarily on social media, but people that I follow on, well, people that I follow on YouTube, different comedians and actors that I follow. And like, let's take a, a comedian, for example, a comedian's whole life in order to go from stage one to stage 10, you know, making a certain amount of money, having a certain amount of uh, followers, being able to pack out, you know, an arena, their whole job is to gain attention and to be in the forefront and to be out there and to get people looking at them, right? And I've talked about this, um, I think I talked about this in part two, that a lot of actors are introverts and without a script, they don't do very well. <laughs> They're not very good at talking about themselves or their lives, like I've watched interviews, right? But even though they're introverts, they're in an industry of creativity. And as a creative individual, there is something, there is flow that is felt when you're doing something creative as opposed to when you're not. Like being interviewed may not feel like, may not feel creative. It might feel pressurizing because it's not an interview about, about the work. It's an interview about you. And if it doesn't come natural for you to talk about yourself, you kind of get bungled up and stuck, right? And as creatives, we use our work as our mouthpiece, right? And creativity can be anything, you know? It doesn't have to necessarily be... Um, that's why they call it the arts, isn't it? Anything is creative. Writing, um, performing, um, design, poetry, uh, content, crafting content, anything that, 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 that needs a certain level of, of imagination and to think outside of the box and takes time and there's an artistry to it is, is, is a creative pursuit. So that's how, and I, I speak from, per, I speak personally, but I really feel this is shared among the creative community that that is where we put our whole self into our work for either the education or the enjoyment of others. Our work is how we talk about how we're feeling about the world, the injustices, things that we want to change, things that we love. We put it all into our work, right? All of ourselves, all of our thoughts into our work. So for me, if I've put it into my work, why the boomba farts do I need to sit here and talk to you about it? Go watch it, involve yourself with it, in, enjoy it, boom to boom boom. It, I just, I don't need the limelight because I've created work for that limelight. And I think, I mean, I know that my introversy and my resistance to bring attention to myself has definitely gotten in the way um, of my, being, my career being more um, fruitful than it has been. I definitely, I know this because I just, I just, I just, I'm just, it just, uh, I'm stuttering because <laughs> I'm stuttering because I'm just imagining having to tell people, like, having to tell people that I'm doing this thing. 
and but that like let me go back to this little period of self-reflection so i've had that after i had that conversation with that person i realized that the only difference between me and let's say a comedian who i i watch a lot of comedians on on youtube a lot most of them are american to be honest with you if not all of them and they always talk about what they're doing in between their comedic sets like they go on tour and they're trying to get as many eyes on them as possible they're doing long to they got enough enough tour dates right but in between the tour dates when they've got their rest period or in between a show or like during the day before a show is happening they are quiet they are rejuvenating themselves with silence they're spending time by themselves that is an introvert they re they require that time to be alone so they can give it their all later on in the evening. You know what I'm saying? They're not loud at home like they are on stage because that is walk. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That's walk. <laughs> that is walk. But I, I would I would look at someone who's a that I'm just using a comedian for an example. I'm trying to think of an. Let me think of. I'm trying to think of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of an uh, actor that I could use that is widely known so I can sort of talk about the comparison that I had. I can't think of it. I can't think of a good analogy for a person. But basically, the way I've been thinking is I don't have a lot of things going on in my personal life. Like, my personal life is not really advancing in any way, shape or form. And... um. Uh, the health of my back is um, deteriorating. But what I do have to share, I do, I feel quite emotional. <laughs> I can feel the tears welling up because I feel like, I feel that there are, there are moments in life where you have to stand up and choose yourself and you have to decide what's, in, what's valid for you. You have to decide, you have, you have to decide that this, project this thing that you are a part of that you're working on deserves attention it's valid for you and your career and your journey it's something that's important to you and it's valid to share and I think most of the times I really don't feel like anything I have going on would be of interest to anyone and I know that that is triggered by my um I know that's that's triggered by my sense of um, not feeling enough and that comes from like comes from my daddy issues and feeling like you know like you don't have anything to offer like you like why would someone look at you why would someone pay you attention you know it really feeds back into that mindset yeah, a couple, couple tears are dropping from my eyes. Yeah, because it's real. It's deep. It's real. Because I feel like you're only... Every, every single time... I'm trying to get my words together. Every single time I make a move in, like, my company, I realise it's a direct relationship. There's a dire there is a direct relationship to the reorganisation of my company, to the way I remould my mindset. Every single time I remould my mindset... And I step a little bit closer into the shoes of someone I want to become. I it it's it my bit my 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 brand alters because the ethos and the strength behind it gets stronger, right? And and at first I was like, 
oh, I don't know whether or not that's even like professional. I know now that that is just generally if you're a, if you if the business really does begin and end with you and you're the only person in your business, then how the the strength of your the your 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 insecurities are going to bleed out into your projects, right? And I love everything that I do creatively as a pursuit. It speaks very much to my nature. I love it. Um, and to be fair, that is enough for me. I have many things that I, I do. Another thing is I have many things I could talk about. <laughs> I could talk about with people, but it just isn't really hot topic, you know? And I just feel like, I don't know why anyone would find that interesting. Also, as a people pleaser, you just, you're putting other people's, other people first. And it's very easy to have a conversation with someone and never really talk about yourself. I remember when I was, I had my first, I had a, uh, my first, um, I would say my first sleepover. It was many years ago. I must have been, and I was in secondary school and I was, um, I'm trying to think how old, maybe I was about 15, 14 maybe 14, 15, and I was really excited, I was really excited that my mum was like, yeah, we're going to have a sleepover, I had a, I had a party during the day and invited all the people from school that I was friends with at secondary school, and then when they went home, my two good, good friends stayed over, and I was looking forward to just staying up and giggling with them, do you know what I mean, and we did that for the first, I would not, I'd say like, when we all put on our pyjamas and we went, and we we went to bed in, in, in air quotes. We weren't really going to bed, but we were just in the bed. You know what I mean? That's respectively where we were sleeping. And we were giggling and just talking like normal, you know what I mean? Normal like teens. <laughs> just chatting. For probably about 20 minutes, we were all giggling and chatting. And my two friends at the time both had boyfriends. And had had boyfriends for a little while. And I was the only one that didn't have a boyfriend. And when the conversation switched from just any, like talking about TV, um, I don't know, things going on at school, when it switched from something that was general to boyfriends and what it's like having a boyfriend and dramas, arguments, things that might be going in between, between them two, that, like, like when the conversation got to boys and, and, their ex and they were just sharing their experiences with their boyfriends and things that were going on, things that was irritating them about their boyfriends, I had absolutely nothing to contribute to the conversation. I had nothing. I had nothing to contribute. And they were gabbering away. And I felt myself slowly shut down. And for the next hour to two hours, they were just talking boyfriend chat. And I went mute. And I was lying in the bed and I felt so inadequate. I think, I, I really feel like this was my 16th birthday. I want to say that because it was quite a poignant birthday and I was lying in the bed listening to them and because I think we had three, we had three different beds set up or, or somehow we had arranged it so that um, everybody was sleeping in their own kind of space in the room and I just felt so inadequate. I, I just was like, yeah, yeah, I don't have any, I didn't have anything to contribute. I had nothing to say. So I just got quieter and quieter and quieter until I went mute. 
And for the next two hours, three hours, I was just listening to them gabber. And I had, I was just, I was silent. And I, I was so, I was really upset. I was, um, I, just, I was just really upset because it was my birthday. And I was sitting in this room with these two people and I've just felt, I felt like shit. <laughs> I felt like shit. And the other two girls didn't have the wherewithal to change the conversation, right? I've never blamed them. I've never, I've never sat down and said they should have done better. I, I've, I never, I've, I don't blame them for for chitter chattering about their boyfriends. That was their, you know, I mean, that's a hot thing for them in their lives. Um, it would have been nice if they were, if they could read the room, and realize that Shannon stopped talking like two hours ago. It would have been nice, but I don't, I don't blame them for 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 doing that. It, I don't, I don't blame them for that. But it, I think, if anything, I felt like. I should have something to talk about and I don't and from that moment I just stay quiet and and that and I, I kind of practiced doing that I kind of I kind of became someone who just stayed quiet if they didn't feel they had anything to contribute from that night on from that night on you onwards I became a person that if you're talking about something that I have absolutely no uh connection to and it's something that makes me feel uncomfortable, like not having not having a boyfriend or nobody was looking at me. Nobody was looking at me at school. I mean, a couple of guys, but they weren't the guys I was interested. You know what I mean? Nobody was looking at me, and so I and I just I just was like every single time a conversation about boys came up, if we were at school, I would just stay quiet, and I just that just became what I did. And I've been doing that for years, just staying quiet and asking other people how they're doing and asking them what's going on. And I could have a whole conversation with a friend of mine, right? Used to do that. I stopped doing that quite quite some time ago. But for years, I, I would have conversations with friends and we'd be talking for like hour, two hour and we get to the end of the conversation and my friend would suddenly turn around and say, oh gosh, I never asked you how you, like, tell me how you're doing. I'm like, oh, we're wrapping up now. She'd be like, yeah, but you didn't tell me how you were doing. I was like, ah, uh, I'm, I'm doing this, 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 and this. And she'd be like, so why don't you bring this up? This is something. And I'd be like, yeah, but you know, it's okay. We'll talk about it another time. And we never did. And that's who I was as a friend for a very long time. In the last few years, um, I've changed my dynamic, <laughs> and I will now, I will now lead a conversation with, with my thoughts and what I've got going on. I've really had to change the way I chat, right? And it's, it's an internal shift, more towards validating the fact that I have got some shit going on and this is important to me. But when it comes to asking other people to help me um, uh, promote something, no, I, I am still, um, I, that is still like a mountain to me. I am still... I find that very, uh, I, I'm still anxious about doing that. Um, I, I don't, I, 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 I mean, I, I question whether or not it's, I question whether or not the origins of that resistance uh, is um, 
feeling like people won't help me or feeling like I'm I'm what I'm doing is not going to be of interest to people that's what I wonder and also feeling like I may not have I may not have relationships where I feel that they would do that and I I, f- I feel like I'm talking slowly because I'm I'm really trying to figure this out because I I feel like one of the things that I want to do is I want to um I'm I'm working on it very 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 slowly and I'm working on kind of like putting together a mastermind group where um the sole intention of the group a small group is to part of our role is to share things that we've got going on and part of our role as members of that mastermind group is that we share um we we um support each other by by helping in the promotion of that project that that person's got going on so once you drop a link into the group or you tell the group what's going on, everybody will find somewhere to share that. It's like a support system. <laughs> I'm just like, because I realized that like no successful person, or I always start this quote off wrong, but no, nobody is successful by themselves. Um, and when you're an introvert, you just don't want, it just doesn't come naturally. It just doesn't come naturally to, to talk about things and when you're an introvert with some issues some um atten- some attention issues some trust issues again it doesn't come naturally and i think as a people pleaser i'm the kind of person that would offer my help if someone tells me that if someone tells me they're doing something and i can help them if i can help them i would offer that person help and like it would like I would immediately say hey do you want some help sharing this out do you want some help promoting that that's what I would do but I don't feel like I have I I don't I feel like I I feel like and this is an honest feeling I really feel like I have to ask for the help it isn't offered and it's very there's very it's very different when someone offers when someone extends a hand and says um i'm gonna help you when do you need this help what kind of help do you need that is something that you can kind of depend on but when you have to go asking for the help it it is a different energy in it there's a there's more hope than than belief and and that is a resistance for me. That's a that's a resistance for me. However, the reason why I've, I I gave myself a week to uh to 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 um, to feel comfortable 
to process my art skin <laughs> my dropping this in all my different all my different whatsapp whatsapp groups um i uh i told myself that the only difference between you and let's say a comedian i'm going back to the comedian analogy is the comedian makes what she's doing her news right like you know when you see some of these artists I, i'm gonna say it again in a minute but i'm just trying to make sure that what i'm saying is how i'm feeling you know when you see these like really big you know like when you're reading um uh, I, I was gonna say magazines but when you're online and there's like this big story um on social media or or on some kind of media platform and it's a story about let's say a painter who's showing at the I don't know I might be getting this completely wrong I was going to say shown at the Saatchi but let's say let's say you've got a very famous photographer and they're shown at the photographer's gallery let me talk about shit I know right and the and there's like a little piece about the person, there's some photos, there's some, uh, there's some uh, photos of that person and their work. And you look at them, you may not experience this, but I experience this all the time. I will look at that like piece of news and I think to myself, who, how did he, how did that photographer get to the point where this reporter is interested in what he's doing to the degree where they're writing a story about him? Like, how does that happen? Who do you have to be? What does your mindset have to be like what what moves do you have to make <laughs> in order to in order to in order to feel comfortable to I, I, you, do you know what I'm saying talking to you like you can shout back at me are you shouting at are you shouting at the podcast right now are you saying yeah get it <laughs> you're like no nah, I don't know what you're saying Shan all right sort of like. I was I like I, I okay I I can't find the words but I think what I'm trying to say is in order for you to in order for you to be somewhere and have something happening um where it comes to your art you have to be somewhere to have something happening so a prime example, I'm going to use this example. There's an art exhibition coming up that would be absolutely perfect for uh, a couple of the tops that I have designed and uh, designed and illustrated the textile prints uh, for this new little collection of tops that I'm working on slowly. And when I saw it, I, I immediately wanted to um, get an application form and submit, right? And I, for two reasons, I wanted to do this. The first thing is, when I saw it, I immediately wanted to do it. And that told my body that this is the right thing to do. I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel like, oh, I don't know whether I can do that. I immediately was like, yes, I want to do that. And that's because the nature of the exhibition um, is perfect. It's about black history, black culture. It, they're looking for people who are textile artists, people who are designers, people who are um, of any art form to just exhibit something that relates to um, uh, black or African um, uh, cult culture, right? The, I have I, the whole, the textiles that I have created for my tops, perfect. It was so in line with what I was going to do. I was just drawn to doing it, right? 
because of um because of this uh because i can't walk basically um uh after chatting to a friend i've refrained from 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 doing this because it would be too much for me to try and navigate i don't even know how i would how i would even do it and i felt quite bad about it but on the flip side of that i thought to myself well maybe part of your anxiety is that you're trying to do things that are in line with what makes you feel comfortable and the things that do make you feel comfortable you're drawn to obviously because you were drawn to do this exhibition and if you were going to the exhibition and you exhibited then that's how you become there like the comedian you just put yourself there in the environment and suddenly that's what you're doing now that's your news you've moved forward a little bit take a photo, let people know about it. And I'm like, it's the letting people know about it that feels uncomfortable. Yes, I exhibited at, um, uh, at, a, at an exhibition, but why would I send pictures to people to let them know? And then I said, and then the other voice said to myself, because, you know, I talk to myself often and hard. The other side of me said, but that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem here. You don't think that your news is news. You think it has to be something in line with what everybody else has got going on. Family, married, boyfriends, kids, right? This is your journey. It doesn't involve all that. This is news for you. This is the thing you stand up and you say, me, this is what I've got going on. This is your news. This is your journey. <sighs> Sometimes I can be very smart. <laughs> and, and I realised that I was not, I was, I was, I was choosing myself in, in, in certain areas of what I was doing, right? Certain areas where I put myself out on, on the internet, but I wasn't choosing myself when it came to people that I've known to give them news about me. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, I think that's, that's really that's really it. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't making this as important or as valid as the other information that gets dropped in my WhatsApp groups about people doing other things. And so I don't really know why I would share it with people because why would anybody care? And I know that that is, uh, in that's, uh, uh, an internal narrative. And I am making change, I'm making slow changes and me dropping that into the WhatsApp groups and letting people know and letting people know that I haven't spoken to for quite a while as well. That, that was a big deal as well. Because like I said to you, it makes me feel uncomfortable, but I'm just like, well, if they don't want to, and again, that's another thing with people pleasing. That is the next thing with people pleasing that I worked at the other day, right? I had a situation the other day and I realised that my going back and forth on deciding what to do in that situation was really based on how I wanted that other person to perceive me. And I am not someone who cares about being liked. I will very much say to you, that's not who I am. I don't give two flying monkey fucks. Who likes me from who don't? Those people who get me, get me. And who don't, that's cool. Go about your business, I will go about mine. I wish you well, but I wish me light and love. Do you understand? But really and truly, and that was like, was that that moment? I don't know if you love, if that, I don't know if you love Lord of the Rings, but there's a moment in Lord of the Rings when Gladriel, my nerd side's going to come out now, when Gladriel holds the ring and she goes from being this angelic um, queen to this kind of like green-eyed monster. 
And when she gives the ring back to who was she holding the ring to? I think she when she gives the ring back to Frodo, she says that I passed the test. And what she meant was, I am not above this thing changing me. I am not better than everybody else. I am exactly the same. Right? Almost lost my train of thought there in my nerdiness. <laughs> right? And I, I realized that that really and truly the origins of my people pleasing, what where that comes from is. I am someone that doesn't want to be looked at in a certain way. I do not want people to perceive me in a certain way. I don't want people to talk bad about me. That's why I always make moves and do things that I know are are too much and that I don't get back. I don't get back the same kind of moves from people. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I am the one who is doing the most because I really don't want that person to to think ill of me. And now... Now I'm like part of this revelation and and part of this move to be like, no, this is me. I'm going to talk about me is I have to let people think of me the way they, they the way they, they, they do. I can't control that. I cannot live my life based on how someone else may perceive me. That is part of <laughs> the the changing of a mindset the and I know that a lot of the time like a lot of the time online or when I listen to people online they talk about like they I hear this come up a lot like you need to um need to stop caring about how people feel about you that is so much easier said than done it's so and I think I I actually I actually think that when someone says that to you, it's a bit of an excuse because they're not really explaining to you how you do that. They're just telling you it's something you need to do because it sounds good. But in actuality, we all care about how people think about us. We have people that we love, our immediates. We have people that we care about and we don't want to be looked at as being a dick. That's really what we're trying to navigate. Do you understand? But there comes a time when you realise that you are literally living your life based off of how other people are going to see you. And this is my time. You know what I mean? People are going to judge you whether you know or not. You could be the nicest and sweetest person to someone and they will still find something about your character that they don't like. And and I, I just didn't make that connection that really and truly people pleasing is wanting people to think pleasantly about me. <sighs> because, and I think, if I go a little deeper, I think it's because... I don't know how I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know what stance to take if that person thinks that I'm a dick. Do I take the righteous stance or, or am I apologetic? And again, a part of my nature is knowing where I fall. Like, where do I fall on these subject matters? Am I like this? Am I going to act like this towards people? Am I going to go and stush? Or am I going to be, um, am I going to have an air of, you know what, I've moved past it. Am I going to be pleasant? I'm always trying to figure out what box I'm going to carry around with me. So I know and I, that I'm prepared for any kind of conflict that comes my way. That's how I, that's how I kind of deal with conflict. I don't love conflict, but I'm happy to have uncomfortable conversations. If I feel like it's going to strengthen something, I will do it. But I'm always trying to figure out, engage, well, what attitude am I going to bring to this so that I'm prepared, right? Another thing I have learned in, in recent days is all those situations do 
is bring you to a whole new level, a higher level of clarity about yourself. You've learned more about who you what, who you really are in this uncomfortable situation and without it you wouldn't know and that's all the situation needed to provide to you just some new level of awareness as uh, a sense of i will never be fulfilled unless this thing happens that's it it's not necessarily about trying to decide what your next move is going to be in order for you to be a lot in order for you to rise above it it's literally like if i it's lit it's literally it's literally like if you look at the if you looked at the sky and you said the sky is blue and I said to you the sky is actually not blue what you're seeing is refracted light and you've taken that information on right normally what I would do is figure out okay so what do I do with this information now <laughs> but really and truly all I now know is oh I'm wrong the sky is actually no color because of this and that's it there's nothing more I have to do. I don't have to decide to do something in order to solve or fix the situation. I don't have to be more enlightened and be like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna move like this. It's just clarity. I've just reached a level of clarity and that is it. Because when I go forward from that moment and I try to decide who I'm going to become, that's where I trip up. I trip up when, I, when I'm trying to figure out, figure out what do I do now? Do I just let this thing go? Or do I fight for it? And you know what the easiest, the easiest, the easiest position to be in is just, oh, you know, I've reached a level of awareness. I'm aware that this situation makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like how that feels. Done. Done. I hope this is making, <laughs> I hope this is making sense to you because these are like, these are like things that run through my head on a daily basis. And making that new making that new connection between um how i move and and how i think has really made a difference cuz now i'm just like oh i realize that this situation makes me feel uncomfortable Okay, so now I've reached a level of awareness. I know who I am on a deeper level now. Anything like this makes me feel uncomfortable. And that is it. I don't have to react to it. I don't have to respond. I just have to be grateful and thankful for the awareness and to move forward. And, th and this is... Um, this is the internal, <laughs> internal struggle of all of being creative and putting anything out there and you know this podcast this podcast is bringing some shit up and I've done it now and um I kind of like I was even nervous about what the response was going to be after I put the pod after I like dropped it into the WhatsApp groups, I was just like, uh, I hope nobody really wants to talk about it or ask me questions. Because <laughs> I'm just like, it makes me feel anxious. I don't know, it's just, it makes me feel that, that like, you know, like it just, it makes me feel anxious to have to like talk about it. And I think the, I think the, the, the biggest thing about that is, um, when you've got friends that are closer to you 
like when your your close circle of friends um or uh, not you I'm just speaking I'm saying you in a general sense but I'm talking about myself but like I think when I'm um I, I genuinely only used to share things that I was doing with my family and because I was very close to my family and they were they were just they were like rolling through life with me so anything I was doing they had they could see me doing it and like super close friends like super super close super close friends they 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 know what's going on so it's a lot easier to talk about it with like you know the super 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 inner circle outside of that inner circle it's a lot less comfortable for me and um and these are things that I have to these are things that I I play with but I know that this situation today um is going to be of benefit to me I know that this uncomfortable contrast that I'm sitting in is going to be of benefit um I, I've always said like I really think experience is the best is um the best friend of an introvert because most of the time we are preempting what something's going to be like and our resistance <laughs> is all kind of like squashed into that and once we do something and we come out of it the other side, um, not panicking, still breathing, everything's okay, we're able to repeat the process again and it gets easier and easier um, every time. So, I'm also feeling like a crock of shit today. Um, um my body is aching <laughs> my body i woke up this morning with well i say i woke up this morning but i slept like i slept like sleep was going out of fashion today i just slept 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 i woke up and i had to meditate so i meditated and i could feel myself falling asleep and that made me laugh and then i went back and then i just stayed in bed for a few more hours and my body is exhausted um and um, I forgot that that must also be a symptom of the fact that my, my period's on its way and I'm sleeping harder because of that. Which it takes me a while. I, I, I always forget that, yes, you're sleeping because your period's coming. Um, also, um, also, my back is... My back is, is just so uncomfortable. And I, I woke up and I couldn't find, I couldn't find my lighter. <laughs> I, couldn't find, I couldn't find my lighter to light up my C, CBD. I'm all kind of like, Meh. I'm a bit meh. But I said to myself, yo, just drop it into the WhatsApp groups drop it into some of these uh uh to some whatsapp peeps and you know what it makes me feel better i i do feel good and i you know what i really feel good that i gave myself time to be easy about it too not to say that i wasn't nervous as i was doing it but time to feel easy about it um and i think if anything 
I, I don't know whether or not it's ever going to get easier for me to do this, but I imagine, I imagine that if I choose for it to get easier, I can keep creating situations where I can practice and it becomes easier because once you're aware of how you feel, which is a deep, deep awareness of how you're feeling, you can break down that feeling, find its origins, and you can decide whether or not you want to keep putting yourself in situations that are uncomfortable or not. And I honestly like having something to say, but I, I also think that part of that reluctance, if I'm super honest, is because I life life oh life since April has been fucked. And I am not doing okay. I am doing much better mentally, but I am not doing okay. Life is fuckery and I'm having to I'm having to navigate life just it's so difficult and I, I, I do be I am reluctant to let people know things that I'm doing because I do not want to give the impression that things are okay because um, things are not okay and even though I don't talk about it things are not okay and so I'm, I'm, I'm always reluctant. And this is me being super honest. I'm, I'm reluctant. You know, I, I really, I'm, something that this past year has taught me is how important it is to let people know when you're not doing okay and not to hide behind a smile. You know, I know that's deep in the West Indian community where you just say you're okay, but you're not okay. And I know it's deep in black culture to just be like, let's just put a smile on it. You know what I mean? Um, and I found that I've never profited from that, to, from saying I'm okay. And it's a lot easier to tell the truth about how you're feeling than to pretend. It takes a weight off of you, you know? Um, but yeah, <sighs> just, I am, I think I sigh every single week, I think I'm constantly sighing, I need to, I think I need to design an emoji, I think I need to design an emoji for myself, um, but yeah, I, I need to fix up this body because, um, I am refraining from taking um, painkillers because I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, I, I want to have the power to um, truly be master over my own pain management. And I hate putting anything in my body that isn't organic and painkillers are not organic. And I sometimes have a reaction to some of my heavier ones that I just don't like. So I'm using a CBD a, a lot more, trying to get it in my body in all which way. And it means that I'm holding off on taking my painkiller, but the painkiller is sitting right there, there behind me. And I am, I am like inches away picking it up and just knocking it down my throat to get a little bit, a little bit of relief. But if I do that, I won't be able to practice using CBD as a, as a means to 
you know, slow down on taking those painkillers. But it just means that my body is meh. Things that I have left to do for this podcast. Um, at the moment, I have to um, put out... Um, I have to say put out. I've got to upload parts one and parts two of this little mini-series. Um, this little behind-the-scenes peak behind the scenes of me getting this podcast out I have to upload those and even that was making me feel really really uncomfortable because I didn't know I I just don't know I didn't know when to put these out I don't I actually don't know when to schedule these out I still like the idea of doing them but I don't know when to schedule them so that's going to be tomorrow's thinking I have to design a thumbnail for parts one parts two and this part because I'm uploading this to YouTube um uh, let me just say this because this keeps ringing around in my head before I wrap up it is there is something even though you may have a product that you're trying to sell or you may have um a, a project that you're trying to gain attention to I don't know about anybody else but with me I have had uh years of failure trying to get things out launched try to make money from what I'm good at doing and there's a level of comfortability there's a level of familiarity with failure and part of me feels really comfortable with the fact that I don't have an audience <laughs> so I I don't have an audience I don't know where I'm going with this, but part of me feels really comfortable that because I don't have an audience, I uh, I can do things as and when I want to. But the other part of me is like, but you should pretend you have an audience and put it out and schedule things in the way you want to. So like with YouTube, I don't really have an audience on YouTube, right? I'm putting it on my other YouTube channel, not my main one. And part of me is like, you can put this, you can put parts one and parts two up whenever you want to over there. You don't have to worry too, too much because you're just kind of covering your social media bases, right? Just relax. But another part of me is like, you know, that I don't know what that, that, that perspective is doing for you. Is that kind of perspective helping you? You know, is it helping you in validating what you're doing? So anyway, I got to do a thumbnail for that. And I'm also trying to, I really want to put uh, another YouTube video up on my main YouTube channel. And um, I don't know, I've been having a, I had a shitty Friday and it's just kind of filtered into this week. And I'm just taking some time off and doing everything. But I don't want to sit back and have the podcast be too relaxed because I, you know, because I haven't got an audience to be aware of that I need to kind of update, you know, I haven't got an audience that are, that's waiting for the content, you know what I mean? Or to surprise with the content. I don't want to sit back. I really want to be done with everything come the beginning of February and just kind of roll out, you know, and just watch, look at my data and, and watch. But <sighs> that's where I'm at. And I think I'm having a pizza for dinner. <laughs> hey, so something very interesting has happened. It's uh, it's about seven, yeah, seven thirty. And so I don't know it's 
so probably a um, couple of hours after I initially posted uh, um, in the WhatsApp groups. And and I've gotten uh, something interesting happened. So I just kind of wanted to tattle this little bit on as a PS. So I've gotten a really nice response from, from people. Um, um, some people have said that they will tune in, which even though you want people to listen, that still made me feel like, oh, people are going to listen. But, you know, we've talked about that. Yeah, I got a, I got um, a lot of nice responses. Um, some well done, some this is interesting. I got a couple of, someone said that they will share it, which is nice. What happened <laughs> next is amazing to me. So I noticed that after I got the response, I got the nice responses. Uh, a couple of people in two different groups then went on to share something, a project that they were working on. Right after, <laughs> right after the the nice responses, they went on to share something that they were working on, which is like amazing to me because it would it would suggest that they were feeling resistance to share it with people too i think that by my posting um about the podcast my dropping that into the groups it has inspired the uh <laughs> inspired other people to, to talk about and share projects that they've got going on which I didn't expect to happen, but it makes me feel like, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel two things, right? I'm smiling here to myself because the whole reason why, the whole like, the, 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 the cornerstone of this, of this podcast is to talk about the things that are difficult for us to talk about is to share is to share on topics that are sometimes uncomfortable in order uh, in order for other people in order for other women primarily because this is who I'm talking to with this podcast this is my target audience in order for other women to feel seen and understood And so, <laughs> just, because our, our experiences may be individual, but our feelings are universal. So my sharing my inner turmoils and things that I have learned, I hope that I can create a space for women to feel safe that they can be vulnerable and this response having a couple of people share their projects that I never knew they had going on they must have refrained like that had to be a conscious decision to refrain from dropping it into the groups right so I'm imagining there was a little bit of what I talked about in this um in this uh episode 
had to be felt by those other two people, right? And I just think there's something really beautiful about my doing something and it inspiring an action in someone else. That gives me really good vibes. And imagine if I hadn't done it. <laughs> imagine, imagine if I hadn't done it. But what I don't understand is why didn't these people just share it? Just drop it in. But, you know, it's not as simple as that, is it? That makes me feel, I, 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 that is amazing to me. That is amazing to me. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> that is, um, that is amazing. I haven't got any more <laughs> words. I haven't got any more words. Um, uh, it's so... It's so good to talk, huh? This is why it's good to talk. Ooh. Because that was a feely one, huh? You know, it's so interesting how everybody's going through basically the same thing but we're not all talking about it that was a I was very surprised by the reaction that my sharing my um trailer with everybody asking people to help me what that what came out of that but I think it is a beautiful way to end part three um it gets a little lighter in part four <laughs> So if you would like an email update to let you know when part four is dropping, uh, head over to um, my website, which is chantelbankroft.com forward slash newsletter and tick the option to know more about the podcast. I am giving the first 50 people who join a treat, a gift upon sign up. And I'm not telling you what it is. You got to sign up to know, but it's a sweet gift. You can reach out to me on the Twitters at Sham Bancroft. You can eventually send me an, uh, a voice message and an email, but I haven't got that to that point yet. I have not set up an email address for the podcast. I've got to write that down as something to do. Uh, you can check me out if you want to know more about me, if you're new to this uh, podcast, if you've just happened to find this pre-pod mini-series, you can check me out on uh, YouTube. Uh, just type in Chantel Bancroft and all my videos will um, come up. And also, your girl be twitching now. I am on Twitch. I am bringing people into my studio and uh, that's a way for you to chat to me live while uh, I draw and talk about life, basically. <laughs> I talk a lot about life. Life. I'll leave links to everything, uh, everywhere you can find me, wherever you are listening or uh, tuning in. To this episode um, I'll leave my links to Twitch and YouTube and, and all the rest of it all right bye